Welcome to the Runner Rising Podcast. I'm Nicole Dobransky, and I created this podcast to help run coaches and running professionals grow their business skills and mindset, and to feel part of a community with other business owners in the running space. I know through my journey as an entrepreneur in the running world that having a community and having a of people who are doing what I'm doing has been so vital to my success. And in this first episode, I'm going to share my story of going from a full-time CPA and accountant to a self-employed business owners who helps runners achieve their goals. This transformation has been absolutely life-changing and it's been a journey and I can't wait to share all of my insights and really to dive in and interview some fellow run coaches, running professionals, and have them give you their tips and insights too. So I really hope that you will continue to listen, but first my story, and I hope that it will give you some inspiration and insights into what you can do to really bring your business to that next level. So as I said, I'm a former accountant. I was a, uh, actually a communication major in college, but then I had to have a minor and I minored in business. I took my first accounting class and I got a letter in the mail saying that I had was one of the top students in the accounting 101 class and that I should consider accounting as my major. And um, my personality type is, if you follow the Enneagram, a three, the achiever, the person who is looking to strive and be successful, be recognized. And I also felt like really nervous about the idea of going into communication or marketing in one of these less, what I thought in my mind was a less stable career. So I decided to pivot and I ended up double majoring in accounting and communication studies. I have a minor in Spanish um, and I graduated the top of my class in that double major. This was a huge step, and while I was in college, I got recruited by one of the top four accounting firms, PricewaterhouseCoopers. I worked at Big Four Accounting for only a year and a half because it was absolutely miserable. I quickly learned from day one that I didn't like the work of being an accountant and an auditor. I didn't like being having to work so many hours during month-end, year-end close or year-end audits, and that I didn't like working 70 hours a week doing something I didn't love. So I was pretty miserable. I quit my job. I backpacked through Southeast Asia. I came back during 2008, the worst time ever to be looking for a job, and I ended up going back into accounting. And during that time, you know, I dabbled in other things um, over the years, but I just kept going back to that practical career of an accountant. It was in 2011, though, that, uh, or 2010 is when I ran my first half marathon, and I thought it was a one and done thing and that I would not do another one. But then I met my husband, and he had just done his first Ironman, and he was someone who was just so inspiring. And I got inspired to do my second half marathon and to try to beat my time. Again, I'm competitive. I like to achieve. And so I decided to try to break two hours in my next half marathon. That's really where the addiction to running began. And I joined a run club. I love being part of the running community. It's always been a big part of my journey is running with others, masterminding with others, digging into what makes us better runners. Um, I was that girl who was like following the carb loading cycle on my very first half marathon because I love researching. I love to know everything there is to know about something I'm passionate about. So I fell head over heels with running 
And of course, decided to sign up for my first marathon because that's what us runners do, right? So um, I signed up for my first marathon. I, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, did it too with my best friend and her boyfriend. And that was just the, the journey of just becoming the best version of myself. I had this crazy idea because my friend that I mentioned and her boyfriend had done this home workout program. It was a strength training program that came with a nutrition plan and they had done it um, right before we started marathon training and they had gotten incredibly great shape. They were so fit and athletic and I noticed my friends started running faster and I was like, oh gosh, okay, maybe I need to strength train. Maybe I need to do this nutrition plan. So me and my husband, we bought the program. It was home workouts, The if you might be familiar, P90X. And we did that program from start to finish. And that program changed my life. I um, had this history of yo-yo dieting, disordered eating habits. I just always really didn't view myself as an athlete um, or as a fit person. And during those 90 days, I completely transformed. And luckily, I documented this along the way. A friend of mine inspired me to start a blog, and I started blogging about my journey of doing P90X while training for my first marathon. And I just showed up sloppy. I showed up messy. I just showed up and I wrote. Barely anyone read my blog. It had the worst name ever. I called it, it was like a free WordPress account and I called it www.femfatalconqueringamarathonwithp90x.com.wordpress.com or something. It was so crazy and unprofessional. But you know what I did? I just shared my heart. I overshared. I documented the journey and I just put it out there. And that would be my number one tip for all anyone is start messy. If you're listening to this and you're like dabbling in run coaching or you're starting to have that vision or me, just know that you can start messy and just start by sharing. And then it, you see where it takes you. Practice is practice. So little by little, little becomes a lot. Everything you do adds up. So don't wait for it to be perfect. Okay. At that time, I had no idea where that journey was going to take me, but I created this blog. I started to kind of get into the Twitter community where we would read, I'd read other people's blogs, share my my journey going through P90X and running. But at the end of the 90 days, I had just recently, right before I started P90X, I finally broke two hours in the half. And then 90 days later, I did another half marathon. It was one week after I finished P90X. And I broke not only I had just broken two hours, I took almost five and a half minutes off my half marathon time on a super hilly course. If you're in San Diego, like me, La Jolla half marathon, hardest course in all of San Diego. And I ran a five and a half minute PR. I had never felt so strong and amazing in my running as I did after I did this program. So to say that this program changed my life as an understatement and not didn't just change my running. It helped me overcome that yo-yo dieting and that disordered eating because I actually was eating more food than than I ever thought I could while losing weight and while being a fit person. I really thought I would have to restrict and starve, which was why I had had this like this cycle of starting over all the time because I wasn't eating enough. So I had just so many aha moments and I truly, that program changed me, that experience and then being empowered to complete the marathon and to finish strong and to push myself past something that I never thought I could do as that girl who was overweight in middle school and was bullied and who had such low self-esteem to prove to myself that I could do a marathon and that I could be a fit person. It opened up a whole new vision for my life. And at that time I was working in accounting in a corporate job now, 
And I would sit in my cubicle, you know, after I wrote my blog post and I would Google, like, how do I make a career out of this? How do I help other people feel this way? How can I be a personal trainer? Can I be a group fitness instructor? At the time I had heard of people doing online coaching, but it was really out of my comfort zone. And honestly, I gave up on that dream because I was making good money in accounting. I, it was stable. It allowed me to pursue my passions of, I then went on to do an Ironman triathlon. I had flexible, I didn't have that flexible of work, but I had enough that I could do the things I loved. And it just felt like it was fine. My work would be separate from my, from what I do as my passion. But then a years later, after continuing to run, trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon, just really running was just such a big part of my life. I had my first daughter. And when I had my baby, and of course, I'm kind of crazy. I went back and did P90X again because I was like, this is how we get in shape, right? Um, P90X is a very demanding program. If you're not familiar, I would not recommend it necessarily for postpartum now that I know. I actually would not recommend it for postpartum now that I know, but you know, I didn't know. So I did it again. I fell, you know, got great results again, um, was feeling super strong. I got back into running. I was, you know, knock on wood, I've never, I have never been injured thanks to all the strength training that I'm doing. And at the time, a friend approached me and said, hey, you know, you did P90X. There's this other program called 21 Day Fix. It's 30 minute workouts. There's a nutrition plan. And, you know, you can be a coach and you can um, help other people do the program. And since I loved it and my friend, I was kind of bored on my maternity leave. I ended up taking a six month maternity leave because I just didn't want to leave my baby after three months. And I had taken it unpaid for those final three months. So, you know, it'd be nice to have a little extra income, of course. And then I was just, I'm a type of person that likes to be busy. So I was like, sure, let's do it. So I started my business as a beach body coach, or we now we're called body, but, and I really didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that I was passionate about this. I knew that I loved running. I knew that I loved beach body. I knew that both of those things work together. And I started sharing, I started doing trainings. I started, um, using all of the resources that were available to me through the, um, the team that I was part of. Um, and that's the cool thing about network marketing is we have teams where you are with a, you're, you're on this, in this community of other people who have similar goals to you, who are try, who are inve- invested in personal growth, who are wanting to grow and they're willing to share because it's a kind of a, te- it's a team effort. So at the time I didn't realize the value of that, but I just kept showing up and I will be honest in that first year, I got in my head a lot. I compared myself to others. I thought, okay, I'm not, this isn't happening fast enough. Um, even though I was, you know, working full time in accounting and I didn't necessarily need the money, I still was like, I should be more, more successful than I am yet. And I kind of got in my head and got doubts that I could have the high level of success that I started to envision. And it was really, um, I went back to my full-time job. And once I was back in my full-time job, I realized I can't do something that I don't love and that doesn't motivate me and be a mom anymore. I can't like that being in a career that was really sucking the life out of me and that in now and I can look back and say when I was in that career, I I wasn't giving it my all because my heart wasn't in it and I would just have this um this kind of 
uh, discrepancy between I would set these goals in my career because I'm very a high achiever. I I am ambitious. I always do what I say, what I do, what I what I will do. So I had great performance evaluations and all of that, and I would want to keep moving up. But my heart just never was back into it. I wanted to go back to my blog or I wanted to work on my Beachbody business on the side. And um, I didn't want to be that mom that was like taking my computer home every night to work at night um, on something, on building someone else's dreams. And I remember I just got to this breaking point because I was had too much on my plate. My daughter kept getting sick at daycare. Um, and we were doing the daycare drop-off. My husband and I both worked out of the house. We had commutes. Um on my commute, I was listening to podcasts like this and trainings and getting fired up in audiobooks. I was introduced to the world of business development. And this vision for my life started to expand. It started to open up instead of it saying, okay, you're going to be an accountant. You're going to work in a cubicle and maybe you'll work your way up to upper management and make great money. But you're not going to love what you want to do. You're not going to be able to go on vacation during month end close or whenever you want. You're going to be chained to this desk. And I was out on a run one morning and I was listening to a call of a coach, um, a Beachbody coach who shared that through the opportunity, she had been able to leave her full-time job as a um, as a teacher and be home with her son after he got picked up from the bus in kindergarten. And um, Beachbody doesn't guarantee any level of success. There's an income disclaimer that we have to use when we talk about those kind of things. But when I heard that story, it inspired me because I, I never really thought that I could do that. I didn't think I could have a career that actually that paid me well, that I could have flexible hours and I could be home after school. I'm a latchkey kid. My mom, um, my parents divorced when I was very young and my mom worked full time. And so I took the bus home in middle school. And that's really when my weight problems started. Um, when I would take the bus home from middle school, I would watch Full House or Save by the Bell, make my snacks. And um, I got bullied during that time for my weight. And I had really low self-esteem and it was a really dark period of my life. I know middle school is hard for everyone, right? But I just had this vision on that call of like, I want to be home after school with my kids, but I want them to see their mom doing something she loves. And that was kind of like the turning point for me where I said, I'm going to make this work. And so that was the first turning point was the decision, the vision for making it work. And that's why I encourage you, whether wherever you are in your business, when it, what's going to be that vision for where you want to go? Because we can't be we have to have something that is pulling us. So just take it's not your vision is not going to be the same as mine and it has to be custom to you. We can do a whole episode on that. So ultimately, how did I go from making, you know, part-time income being a beach body coach to being one of the top coaches and specializing in running, um, helping runners with their fitness goals, just like I the programs had helped me. Um you know, running training clubs and ultimately earning, uh, surpassing my full-time accounting job and earning over six figures while working part-time hours and being home with my kids after school and being able to travel the world too. We've been to Costa Rica for a month, two years ago. We went to Europe for a month this year and I don't have to ask anyone for PTO and I'm doing something I absolutely love. And a big part of that, as I said earlier, is community, is having other people who have guided me, who have shown me the way. And 
That's a big reason why I wanted to start this podcast and why I wanted to help run coaches in particular, because now that I am including run coaching as part of my my business, I've been running these groups for the last four years where we provide training plans along with the, the Beachbody workouts. Um, so it's a group coaching situation. But I know that as I've attracted more and more run coaches to my business and they've joined on um, my network marketing team on Team Run the World, that they struggle with this, not having the community, not having the guidance in their business. And maybe sometimes they don't necessarily want to go into network marketing like I have, but they need this. They need the growth. They need the community. And so that's my vision for the podcast and for Runner Rising itself is just to create the number one community, growth community for run coaches and run professionals. All right. I got off on a tangent there, but um, the... The next part I want to talk about is how I went from there, like where I was before full-time accountant to now. And it really came down to four main things, which is niching down systems, mindset, and customer service. So in terms of niching down, it was a, you know, in the beginning I was getting by and earning income and really, you know, going out there and hitting the ground, talking to people, putting up social media posts, you know, social media has evolved a ton in the last several years, but, um, it really wasn't until I made the connection that the blog posts that I had created related to 21 day fix and running were doing by far the, the best on my Google search. And when I was really talking to women, they really wanted someone to tell them how to do that, how to combine that. So part of it is analyzing your business and saying what's working, right? And then really lean into that. So I also had a, such a huge passion for running, but I had a little bit of, of, you know, a lot of people that had joined me in the beginning were from my network, friends, family members, not all of them were runners. But I wasn't able to fully scale my business and really leverage the power of the internet until I niched down, till I put the line in the sand and said, I am the body partner who specializes in runners. And I started to offer the run club. So first I partner, you know, I've partnered with run coaches and I have them who are their body partners and run coaches. They create training plans. And we created these incredible communities that people wanted to be a part of. And by niching down, I went from you know, a few leads and me talk, you know, having to go back and forth with people and barely scraping by to hit my minimums to exploding my income, to having hundreds of people reaching out to me to join me because of that niching down. Within niching down, which that'll be a whole nother episode, you know, it's understanding your, the desires of your ideal client, what they want and what their struggles are, what their objections are, and then creating, you know, sales copy and social media posts and emails that all speak to that person. So that's one of the big things. The next thing is systems, because once I started to scale, I needed systems in place to, so that I could spend time with my family. There's always going to be this moment when you grow and you start to really scale your business that, or you start to grow your business, that you're the amount of people coming to you and the amount of people that you are working with starts to outpace what you can actually do. And if you are a run coach or you're a running professional, you love helping people. You want to be spending your time doing what you do best and what you do best is going to be different depending on who you are. But I knew that there were certain things that I could not do that 
you know, like outsourcing email type things and creating those drip campaigns in the systems that would allow me the freedom to be able to give better support and better customer service to the women on my team and the women who are in my, my business mentorships, the women who are coming to me to be part of my run club. So systems are key. This is how you create you know, boundaries, how you create that work-life balance, how you can go travel to Europe for a month and have your business continue while you're gone is having systems. And then the most important thing probably that I think it's the most overlooked and part of the problem is you don't know you need it till you, till you have it is the mindset component. So personal development and professional development, but really developing that positive mindset and that self-confidence and there I always thought that it was just like this woo-woo like reading books or podcasts but it really there is work that can be done that you need to be doing on a daily basis to craft your mindset because when you are an entrepreneur or you're self-employed or you're a run coach I know that I have I have people be like you can make a living out of being a run coach or you don't have to be an elite athlete to be a run coach I've had non-runners ask me these things and I'm like yes but it, when you're a run coach and you're in this space, there's going to be so many people who don't understand why you're doing it. So you really have to get yourself surrounded by people who understand it, who have been there, find a mentor who has done it before you, and then use, like be constantly improving yourself with personal development. And this is not just going out and listening to running related podcasts. This is you learning business skills and learning self-confidence skills and creating that vision. And it's the fun part for me, but it's so important. And then last is customer service. So I have, oh, you know, that goes also back to the systems, but being able to provide people with excellent support is going to help you grow your business. We all know this as run coaches, referrals are huge. And so the better that we can um, serve our our runners and serve our community, the more likely you're gonna get those referrals and your business is going to explode. So that sums up the philosophy that I have for my business. Um, In terms of the, I just, one of the big visions I have for this, for Runner Rising is not just the, the education and the knowledge, not just you learning how to create, you know, a a reel that can go viral or how to create a drip campaign or how to identify your ideal client, because that is all very valuable information. But again, it's the community. It's the people surrounding you when it's hard. Being an entrepreneur is not always easy, but when you know that someone out there is experiencing what you are or has walked in those shoes and they've overcome it and they can say, Hey, just keep going. That is what I've absolutely loved about network marketing. And that is what I want to bring to the running space. And as a run coach, you need industry specific guidance. So you can listen to other business podcasts or business trainings, but at the end of the day, having someone who's actually works with runners, has a run coach, has created a business that has done what you want to do is so incredibly um, important. All right. So I have this vision to create the world's largest growth community for run coaches. And I hope that you will be part of it. I'm excited to share my knowledge with you on this podcast, to interview some 
successful run coaches and entrepreneurs in the running space so that you can learn from them too. get the inside scoop, how they started, what struggles they overcame, how they run their business, right? Do we want to know the inside scoop on all of that? And that is what I'm going to be bringing to you on the Runner Rising podcast. So if you would please subscribe, give a give as you start learning, if you find it valuable, give me a five-star review that will help it get found with by more people and share with your friends in the Run Coach community because I truly believe that this is going to be something that is going to just really, really help you the way that I have been helped. And I'm so excited to pay it forward. All right. Thank you and let's go.